0: What is up? You are currently tuned in to The Hot Conversation, a.k.a. THC, a podcast where we talk to artists and creative types in the Austin and Texas scene and get them talking about random stuff. I am your host, Pro Texter, and today we got Morgan Davis filling in for J-Ro. That's right. We got Morgan Davis. He is our producer from Overload.com. He's going to be co-hosting today. Very excited about this. And our guest today is Nate who oh, is God. a rapper in Texas uh, that is spelled N, Delta sign, T-E. Delta is an Alt-J for those who don't know. Um, and That's also
1: a triangle for those who don't know what a Delta sign yeah, is.
0: Yeah, fair enough. There's my there's my nerd coming through. Thank you. Not to be confused with Alt-J, the band. Yes. N, Triangle, T-E. That's Nate uh, in the studio with us today. <clears throat> so... Um, Oh, I have to say one more thing. This event is presented by Austin Mike Exchange, Overload.com, and League DJs. And also, a second thing, it's not an event. It's a podcast. Um, it's an event. It's an event. That's right. I shouldn't back down on that. So we got some topics written up on the board for Nate. Nate, why don't you just go ahead and say what's up to people.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I started rapping in Austin around 2013, 2012, and met P-TECH around 2013, And yeah, just kept bugging the guy, actually, and kept hitting him up. and was like, hey, if you ever need anybody to host AMX, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on right now, and he was very, very hospitable and yeah, welcomed me with open arms. And I ended up being a host of AMX, and I've worked with them now for going on four years now. Four
0: years, yeah. So for those of you who might not know, AMX, uh, Austin Mic Exchange, one of the presenters of this program um, is an open mic uh, in Austin, Texas every week since 2012 Nate is one of the longtime hosts of that like he said for 4 years now and when you said I was hospitable i thought you were going to say reticent, cuz i have to say Nate was the first person other than me to host and i definitely like was trying to take it all on myself i saw it man cuz i wanted that i wanted to be able to you know make sure it was like done right every time but uh, Nate has since become like one of the faces of AMX so happy to have you here today man much
1: appreciated man much appreciated you gave us all the platform started in 2012 of September and you know, certain guys ran with that and it was, you know, it was greatly appreciated. You know, when you, when you kind of threw the ball on my court and let me kind of do my thing with it. And uh, yeah, I had a great time. You know, we, we have a great family there. So doing that was uh, it was an easy job Absolutely. at times, at times not so easy, but we have a great time.
0: It's as easy as the people who come. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, you
1: know, if you have crowds, you know, it's like anything else. You play odds. You're going to have chill crowds. You're going to have crowds that, you know, want to get a little bit, a little bit rowdier than the next crowd. And you have to be able to meet them halfway. Yeah, you know, you really do because you don't want to alienate yourself with the
0: crowd. You know, meet them halfway is a really good way to put that. I yeah. think because um, I was going to say, you know, that that's kind of a host job, <laughs> of to course, adapt to the room. Oh yeah, um, but meet them halfway is good too because you you don't just adapt; you still have to retain like the the integrity of yourself in the event of course and then that halfway is the is the wiggling into whatever the vibe happens to be that night
1: i've had times where we had like a a guy like chuck a full red bull can at me one day
0: <laughs> really Wh- whiz past my head a red bull can too. yeah yeah it He's was like i'm gonna throw the smallest skinniest it, can man can. that thing was aerodynamic and it got like <laughs> he would taken
1: some sips so it got that weight behind it and when he chucked it it got that weight and kind of flew by my Damn. left so would you oh, say yeah. it had wings it, you know, it, oh. no, but I almost gave that guy some wings, man. I was like, oh, geez, dude, I wasn't ready. It was, I was still new as a host and whatnot, and the, it was a polarizing moment, man, but we just chanted fuck you and had a great night. You know what <laughs> I mean? It was... You know, we had a great time and uh I, I love AMX and what it's been able to do for so many different people and what they've now introduced is what we call the beat connection, which after the awesome mic exchange, we have producers come in and showcase their beats and the guys who maybe they didn't get to sign up, maybe they got to they did get to sign up and they killed it, you know, and they're still wanting to hang out and keep rapping. They don't want to go home yet. They have a place to still keep rapping and they do like an open cipher and whatnot. And I've met so many producers through that, and I'm a longtime veteran, what they call,
0: through yeah. that event, but Man to still be meeting new people's always a blast I mean new people are going to keep coming and yeah. the, the beat connection uh shout outs to Marcel Andre, who started that, and dr. Bobby banner, NPC who currently runs it and those guys show up man the they, they do. do they come through every week, they bring in guest producers, and that's the whole I mean the whole idea of a m x to get rappers in the same place hanging out so the stuff comes out of it, same with producers at the beat connection um, speaking of producers and rappers, we got some <laughs> music right. Yeah, we do. Uh, so,
2: Nate, before we started doing the recording here, while we were setting up, you were kind of talking about your track Aoi and kind yeah. of uh, impromptu performance you had to do with it. If you want to recount that origin before we play this, oh yeah,
1: yeah, it was an interesting. Uh, my first performance in Austin was hopping on stage off of West Fifth Street at Baso Cantina and telling some folks off a live band mm-hmm. I'd never met before just to like start playing a faster beat and. They looked at each other. They started playing a faster beat, and I just, you know, went off because when you play something that many times, you know, in your head and, and over so many different instrumentals, I had trained myself to where it didn't matter what you played it over BPM wise if it was in a a very vague ballpark, I could still knock it out the park. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they they started going and and it was that moment where you go, Okay, well, here we go and I'll never forget being more ready and not like people who you know Who are you nervous? You know, we nervous for your first performances. No, it's more of like anxious to want and like you you know, been ever been so angry, you wanna get in a fight and you know mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I'm not worried about getting in a fight, I'm ready to knock somebody out. It's like it was that. There was no fear, there was no it was more of like an anxious anticipation of like just ready to go. I I couldn't be more ready right yeah. you know what I mean and having that feeling and hopping up there and, and it was a very raw version of what y'all heard on Nate mm-hmm. Volume 1 and and though it was the same lyrics it was much faster and a much you know it was, it was, the cadence was much more aggressive and I had a great time. And, uh, yeah, and you said it,
2: the recording for this track was actually yeah, kind of crazy it was too. Very
1: crazy, man. But, you know, and when, when you're starting out in hip hop, you know, you have all types of ways of wanting to, you know, just hop up in a booth. And the guy I was working with, Pharaoh the Earthworm, uh, had a small apartment and he had a small booth and put up a, a, <laughs> an air mattress. And I had a, a an old school, what do you call it? Like a sleeping bag. And I would put it over my head with my arms up nice. and I would wrap, you know, evident that I'm intelligent from early development. You know, <laughs> do this over and over and over. Cause my perfectionist, you mess up a little I have to go back and redo it. And as an engineer, he's going, no, no, really? We could just cut out this little bitty part right We're here and punch, you in. Can punch it in. And I'm like, nope, I don't punch in. You know what I mean? Do you, because is that a rule of yours, by the way? Being an idealistic rapper on Nate Volume 1, yeah. I, I refuse to do those things. Do you, you know do, you what do, what do punch-ins?
0: Okay, I do punch-ins. Well, uh, there's sometimes
1: like in a, just
0: Sometimes just because I know it's going to sound better than doing it in one breath. Yeah. And there's a line I want to sell. The
1: only time that I've punched in and that, that I can remember recently was on Steak and Eggs on my new, uh, the okay. single. Yeah. The only time I did it was... The engineer now that I work with, is like a 40-year-old guy who's inter- like knows a bunch of different, really, really bigger folks. And he's kind enough to have me in his studios. And I love working with the guy. It's Cock- Clockwright Studios and Jason Rich- Richard, for those of y'all who don't know. guy is mad talented. And he told me, he was like, dude, just just think about, you know, just chopping this real fast. And it was the the very last, one of the very last verses. It was... Uh, uh, when as a kid people wonder how i might grow up i dunked the ball senior year i got those white boy ups and the way that we kind of staggered it, mm-hmm. it it demanded more out of me live but it was easier to do in the studio mm-hmm. and though i can still perform it live i remember thinking at the time like i don't know if i really want to punch in i can really just go back and do it and i had just come back like i just broke my leg this that and the other and came back and was like you know what let's just knock this out you know yeah. what i mean i've been here for two three hours you know what i mean just making
0: sure i tweak this 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 and it sounded Perfect, well, I was gonna say like sounding perfect yeah because there's a difference between being uh idealistic or perfectionist with your personal performance and then with the or with your with the track as your baby and then the track as a product because yeah. I think that there is some you know sort of desire for authenticity and being able to knock it out in one take. Of course. And you should be able to do that live if you write it or you should have a hype yeah. guy who's going to help you. That's our job as MCs, of yeah. course. of course. And that's in live and you can do that verse live and that's how you prove, no, I can actually wrap this in one breath, but you're Doing that with the understanding that the live version is not going to sound as tight or precise as the studio version. Yeah, studio version should be the best possible version. The
1: picture you can't retake. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you got to like, make sure to kind of put the the point and where you the are mentally. You get to Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, and you really get to you know make that yours. And if y'all listen on Steak and Eggs, the whistling parts in there—that's not a sample. That's me whistling. Um, he heard me when I was doing levels. Engineer was like, what, "What was that's not the that's not the beat, is it?" Because I didn't hear that on the original take. I was like, "No, nah, that was me." I was just kind of having fun with it. And when I sit in the car listening to that beat nonstop, that's what I found myself kind of mm-hmm. doing. And it was just w- what I heard. You know, I grew up playing piano stuff like that. You hear melodies, you hear mm-hmm. melodies on top of melodies. Sometimes that, you know go there, but you didn't know it went there until you just listened to it mm-hmm. incessantly. So. I, listen, I was real obsessive about listening to the beat. My family's like, just shut, shut, stop. Let's <laughs> listen to anything else. And and when I went in there, it, it sounded sounded really great. Do you but... find
0: that you get new ideas in the studio as well? Because I just say I. Um, so I just recorded something, and I did the same thing, spending a lot of time in the car trying to come oh, up yeah. with different ideas for it, recording myself, blah blah blah. Uh, but then when I actually went in to lay the verses down, and you know, you have a few takes of just layering and doing doubles and ad-libs um i just like was vibing on it in the studio that day and came up like most of the ad-libs on there are none of them are things that i came up with before the day of yeah i feel like there's some something with the spontaneity or what you know you're going to incorporate into the song and then what just some just some stuff just happens while you're there yeah.
1: yeah and that's what i like about making music is because you go in there with this you know idealistic sense of going okay well i'm gonna make the song like this in my head i see the song like this and i saw steak and eggs like this in my head and the way it came out was different than it was in my head but it was it was alike enough to where i was really really happy with the finished product but it was like if you gave a tattoo artist a picture and they came back with a dissertation that was way better than what you thought yours could be and you were like This isn't what I had in mind, but fuck yeah, let's do that. Yeah, man. And it was kind of like the engineer, you know, and everybody I was working with was like, Well, what if we just took this and it was at the beginning, and I was like, Yeah, and then we do that and we loop this and we have drums, so I'll go play the drums in there. I actually played the drums and the bass on that song. Mm-hmm. And just being able to go do that, and I looked at these guys who are musical professionals and I asked them to do it, and they were like, Well, wait, didn't you say you played those instruments? I was like, Yeah, but I wanted y'all to do it. And they were like, <laughs> No, because we have to figure out the tones. You already know what tones you need, just go in there, test them out, knock them out. And I was like, Yeah because I can do these things you know what I mean and I didn't think about that I was too much in an MC mode and I'd never Mm -hmm. done that I'd never entertained the notion of being like yeah I played the instruments on this too no (laughs) no I was like this is a job for this you know what I mean and and you leave it up to the professionals because those guys can really knock it out the
0: park yeah and I mean that's part of the magic of collaboration yeah and of inspiration but for them
1: to throw the ball back in and you know in my court and being like hey you're capable of this, knock this out, and it, mm-hmm. demanding that out of me. Like the same guy when my Cadence, I was too stoned on the first take. He was like, you sound bored. Just go outside and do some jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. I have nine screws and one plate just freshly implanted. I'm like, do jumping <laughs> jacks? You know, having like, you know, feeling like I got called to the principal and and going outside doing jumping jacks coming in and the second take is what y'all hear. But having that moment, you know, and having mm-hmm. those guys and all that collaboration is beautiful. Have you
0: Have you ever recorded with Hades? I haven't, no. Hades uh, is... Hades the Unseen. Yeah, yeah Hades the Unseen. Yeah, we're he are um, today. Oh, we are sweet. I've it's heard some of his beats are really dope. Yeah. I've heard his beats as well. I liked them. His and beats are dope. I was just going to say, recording with him, um, you know, he's I've, like directed... I he, felt he really dra-
1: bad for Hades. He came by when I was doing um, some stuff at not, what's now Scratch House. It was Holy Mountain a while back. Right. <laughs> And I was doing some stuff with uh, the Soundclash, the guys I went to New Orleans with, mm-hmm. and he had come by one day. And I think he like missed the sign up, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be in the producer battle. And oh, I yeah. know his beat slapped. And mm-hmm. You hear what I mean? And I was I was the uh, host, and we had the judges and everything. And he showed up, and he was there before I even got there. Like I showed mm-hmm. up, and he was there with his girlfriend, and I felt really bad because he missed the sign up, and he was just there like, what the fuck? And they had already <laughs> I can started it. That in the, my head, yeah. And you know, why guy and hip hop, they were like, no, man, sorry, we already got it started. I was like. Dope. Oh, this is some malarkey. But it was we had a great show. You know, Soundclash were amazing people. I loved working with them. But yeah, man, I remember thinking about that at the time. And he probably could have won that fucking thing. And it was like, yeah, I mean, but, he but has we, he
0: has won some. I feel yeah. like he's I feel like he's bounced back from that. I remember talking to him about that actually when it happened. Yeah, I just want to say like in terms of you're talking about producers directing you or giving you faith. Yeah, saying no, try that. You try it out. Um, Hades is probably the best producer in terms of directors nice. that I've worked with because he's very not shy. And I, it's so refreshing <laughs> as an artist because he's not just going to tell you great job every time. He's kind of just going to make sure it sounds all right. But I distinctly remember doing a more serious track with him and uh, rapping it just how I'd been doing it live, and he kept stopping me and being like, no, think about what you were saying. Like, take some time and read your lyrics and think about what they mean, and then say them as if you know what they mean, not just you know how they sound cool.
1: That that last part, say them like you know what they mean. Yeah, That sometimes a lot of people, you start rapping stuff so much, you know, back and forth, back and forth, and sometimes over and over to where... They they will lose their sting. And when yeah, it would eventually become muscle memory, which yeah. is
0: good. But you have to also recapture that cadence. Yeah, you have yeah. you use your muscle memory just so you don't fuck up. But. The actual delivery is, I think, more akin to getting in character because mm-hmm. you're from song to song. You're not That's the like same acting. person. Yeah, it is acting, which I think is why a lot of rappers are really good actors. Yeah.
1: Even DMX isn't the same person on all his songs. You know what no, I mean? And or in all his movies. Yeah, exactly. The people that you would think, you know what I mean? They're like, well, well there's no way he can't. You know, that guy's got crazy range. That's one of my yeah. favorite artists for a reason. But when you have that type of range, I, those are the guys I love the most.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know? All right, so on this break we're gonna we're gonna play Aoi first, and then we'll come okay. back to Steak and Eggs later. I like
1: that because you hear the aggression in Aoi, and right. Aoi was me trying to prove something. There is no hook in Aoi; it is just me. It's like a two and a half minute, three minute drill yeah. of just me rapping multi syllable words and trying to make Big Pun really, really proud. Right, and, and guys like that because if you listen to you know like Twins. Mm-hmm. You know, and him going dead in the middle of little, 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 did we know that we riddled some middlemen who didn't do diddly. Like, and you listen to Nate volume one, there's a, that is indicative yeah, of a heavy influence. Yeah, definitely that influence. And then yeah. you hear me go evident that I'm intelligent from early development. Get your a hell a bent from the smell of it. Like, yeah, you hear that, you know, mm-hmm. and I was
0: listening to a bunch of big pun at the time and, and West coast rap as well, but I have an East coast influence, you know, which, when I, yeah. which goes back into the whole idea that when you are influenced by someone, or um, when you entrust someone with your idea, that the influence filtered through you is going to have your stamp on it, and your idea filtered through someone else is going to have their stamp on of it. Course. But it could be an improvement. It probably is an improvement. Well, not saying all inspirations are improvements, but collaborations, I think, almost are always improvements because right. mm-hmm. you're filtering it through uh, someone else's brain. Yeah. And we as humans, I think, like are attracted to that. Yeah. To absolutely. more rich ideas. Anyway. AY right, AOY so at first. Aoi, at
2: an and then uh, since we were talking about Dr. Bobby Banner, I figured. Doctor Bobby play. Banner. Dr. NPC. B
1: yeah, N P C man. That's one of my favorites. I love how he comes through with like some real mellow stuff.
2: Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? are we
0: playing from him? Uh, so we're playing Kids. Oh, kids. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, he produced this, it's Wallaby and Bob's. He's the producer and Muggsy flows. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a Z, both two Z's.
1: Which sometimes hip hop, like Rappen. when, when hip hop artists do that, like Kirk Bangs and you know what mm-hmm. I mean. When I was younger, I'd be like, "Oh, come on, let's, don't do that." But of oh, like to take Muggsy Bogues' name, I dig that. That's yep. dope. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's one of the cooler names that I've heard come out of like people you know like i've heard dank sinatra i've heard mm-hmm. certain artists and i'm like okay i like dank sinatra that sounds like a really cool like yeah but i, I you know what it would be cool if i heard him do weed, like yeah if can, i heard we can talk about we, in a little bit i would want him to do like a bunch of like frank sinatra samples about weed you know what yeah, i mean yeah he and hasn't it, really
2: done anything like that yeah it would
1: be cool to come from dank sinatra you probably get yeah. sued it'd be cool though you know what i mean
0: that <laughs> would be dope no if frank sinatra you don't get sued <laughs> right <laughs> you out back you get your fucking legs broke
2: All right, so Um, it's going to be AOI, and then we're going to do kids. AOI,
1: which stands for Analytical Original Individual.
2: All right, and then we'll be back after that. These are the sounds of days that are past. We record a new dimension of history, a scrapbook of sounds from 13 years of violence and achievement.
3: Evident that I'm intelligent from early development. Get your hella bent from the smell of it. Elegant, eloquent, I can spit with benevolence and hit you in the mouth, leave you with a speech impediment. Well, my. Rap facts immaculate, your rap stack's inaccurate Now I'm gonna be adamant, your rap style's inadequate Analytical and original, individual With no metaphysical residual Act scary, I'ma shut your capillary Straight through to the utilization of an extensive vocabulary Including a spectacular vernacular Now I'm attacking your current cardiovascular like Dracula I am the epitome of lyrical fluidity did a south town humidity Look at stupidity that you're giving me You illegitimate, illiterate, equivalent of belligerent Not to mention that you're ignorant Now I'm getting into it, it, confident, cognizant that your body but I tell you straight, the fact that I think you're fake Name is Brandon Everett name. Yes, I think you're forced to hate Cause you don't lyrically articulate and dissipate You don't participate, anticipate an outcome But I leave y'all without When I listen to me, please Own a little metal tight rope. But you understand now I ain't your average ghetto brittle white folk No, I am that amazing Raising Cajun, Caucasian persuasion Smoking out with me It's guaranteed that I could turn your eyes Malaysian I'm astounding, flowing forth like a fountain Voodoo child Jimmy Hendrix chopped down a mountain Every sense of a definition Ain't no repetition in this beautiful musical Lyrical composition what's the competition I'm over the top of my cranium I'm gonna crack you open like a retractable stadium Reach in and grab your cerebral cortex Guaranteed I see you at the end of the vortex Make a decision like I make an incision Slow it down, I pay attention, and spit with precision To see my vision into fruition While I force the competition with this composition Oppositions, motivations, what you're missing We record a new dimension of this yeah. From 13 years of violence and achievement Next Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi gonna get ya Breaking the speed limit like a Kawasaki ninja I'm a lyrical oddity, rich off the botany Call me Juggernaut cause there is no way of stopping me Hot commodity, the lyrical atrocity I'm grabbing a mic with ferocity then spitting with velocity and every sense of the direction Ain't no deception with a truthful perception Going out with a boom from the womb to the tomb Now I got you tripping like you ate a mouthful of shrooms Well it's one more time, I will define my rhyme. in Other words will crack your spine and forcibly make you recline Just do the nothing mode in the words that I say C1 through C5, I'm cracking down your vertebrae Now I understand why all y'all are mad at me Cause I hereby dissect thy anatomy Please, ask no more questions cause you know now It's for all the kids who grew up swimming in the cold mouth I revive with the rock from the deprived While I strive to survive but I 35, i
4: a I know your mother feels the same And I can speak for us both No matter where you are When you need us the most Are we there? Yeah, yo Are we there? Yeah, yo I told him You could be anywhere in the world You're well taken care of You ain't gotta care in the world Cause we there My mother like a single day, y'all What we been through, you wouldn't understand I ain't have a father when I was growing up, y'all It's part of the reason I am who I am the worst part is my father is still alive, y'all And that's a fact, he couldn't give a damn But R.I.P to my brother Leroy the King, y'all But him and I just wasn't in the place set. if you have a y'all hope you holdin' them close Cause all them kids nowadays is this shit is a joke And all this media attention, they quick to promote And then them kids imitate it and give you a quote out of the bullshit debate, is a slippery slope I hope you there for your child when they need you the most If you don't show them, they don't know what the future beholds So for your daughter or your son, go above and below I know your mother feels the same and I can speak for us both No matter where you are, when you need us the most So we there, yeah. Fucked up, you try and bring water to me I got two kids and nothing mean more to me I set a fat paycheck gets a score to me But butter smile on they face bring joy to me What a world it'll be if we was all at peace I got my babies in my arms, I watch them fall asleep I'm making sure that all the time spent is quality I see them as my prince and princess, they are royalty Took my daughter by the hand told me when she grows up she wants to be iron man i said Well, long as you believe that anything you set up in your sight you can achieve that it won't be easy for i mean that like when life knocks you down get up and swing back forget about what i bought you and hey, you'll remember what i taught you i know your mother feels the same and i can speak for us both no matter where you are when you need us the most are we there yeah yo who we there yeah yo i told him you could be anywhere in the world you well taken care of you ain't gotta care in the world because we there yeah
0: yo A we there indelible shit yo we are back from the break on the hot conversation podcast i'm your host Protexter,
2: and i am morgan <laughs> i can't replace j-ro j-ro's got like the Buttery tone.
0: <laughs> DJ Jero <Giro laughs> is uh is normal host. Morgan Davis is our producer, co-hosting tonight. Uh, we just listened to kids from Wallaby and Bob's, and uh, AOI. and we also to AOI by our guest Nate, who's sitting here with me. We have some topics on the board. Um, let's get into. What do I don't want to get into first. Yeah, what do we want to start with? <laughs> Let's start about weed. <laughs> right. We have weed written. Like I mean, we don't really talk about weed that much on this program, considering that the title of the program is a is a joke about weed.
2: So yeah, I, but I feel like it's it's kind of one of those unsaid things where it's just always in the background.
0: Yeah, you, you kind <laughs> of know. Just, yeah, it's always there. So we wrote up <laughs> weed on the board. You were just in LA. we were just talking about this. Um, you know, I found out they have really cool, uh, companies out there
1: like LA cannabis company Yes, who will deliver you weed and there's an app, right? Yeah. It was called weed maps. And the friend of mine, Ganja Guru, who hit me up when I was out there and this kid is this real person. Yeah. Uh, I met him on another podcast called the double toasted podcast and he proceeded to tell me over the air he was like, I'm gonna kill you. And i and like, yeah, I made the same face. My whole crew made the same face. And we all just kind of looked at him kind of weird. And we'd found out that he sent somebody to the hospital because he gave him a bunch of hash pills. Uh, you know what I mean? And they weren't ready. Right. Well, he's talking to me. And I'm, I'm very much ready. For those of you who know me, for those of you who don't, I smoke probably more than your favorite rapper. Just, just, just because I can. Um, and he told me that. And I was like, cool. He gave me like 10 of them. And these are these are high density. I just took them all. Damn. Yeah, and he gave me a bunch more. Handed them to my team, and I was like, "Give those to me tomorrow or later tonight. See how we do." All right, bet. So we go. We go drinking, drinking old fashioned gin and juices the whole night. Nothing. He's looking at me the whole time out the corner, like, "You good?" I'm fine. <laughs> well, same kid meets me in Hollywood, and it's like, "Hey," uh, he's a photographer for the High Times Cannabis Cup. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And he just brings. Does that up. mean weed photography yeah. or crowd photography? Yeah. Well, he, that
1: means he brought all these samples of
0: crazy shit on top of all this stuff I'm already getting delivered from the promoter, okay. everybody I was else. i curious like, what a photographer for Canvas Cup like. Do they have two types of photographers? Like, <laughs> you know, one I'm, that's really good at macro and one that like does a, crowd a shots? booths. You know, <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't even know the
1: difference. So
0: that's. Well, just like taking pictures of weed I feel like is a different art form yeah, than taking yeah. pictures of a festival you know I, I feel
1: like he's probably more like the the in the mix photographer yeah, you know yeah, what I mean right. like that type lifestyle um, yeah. right like he, he came with like a really nice camera but not mm-hmm. like a team you know what I mean okay. anything like that so it was just him but I don't know if he met a team out there but this kid came prepared and came back with some beautiful stuff and we had all this wax and I talked to the promoters like do you want anything when you land It was like yeah let me get um, just some wax and some weed you know right. what I mean, and so I found out when we fell asleep at the venue one day, he like came in and like just laid the stuff right next to my pillow. So I woke up with a package right next to my phone, <laughs> Los Angeles Living style, the dream. Like, yeah. Of like this is this yeah, because this hey. is why I do music. No, it's yeah. not, not it's at like all. A but five star. It was yeah, right there. It was beautiful.
2: It was beautiful. It's nice that California is set up and like that too. Yeah,
1: and I found a company within the first like. Well, that's not true. The first day I was there, we actually got. <laughs> it's a fun story, but uh, we we just ended up uh, in the warehouse district of Mm -hmm. LA which for those of y'all who know that's like near East LA you don't want to be there Mm -hmm. Uh, if if you don't know somebody there you don't have business in the area which I had business in the area so I'm, I'm cool being at the venue and it's in the warehouse district. So I walk into a warehouse next door and I'm like, hey, can any of y'all find weed? And this guy came up to me and he was like, my brother's delivering it right now. What do you need? <laughs> I was like a quarter. He's like, I got you. You literally just stand on the corner. And, and I yell. know it was there in 20 minutes. I, like, feel like, I feel And that like... was my first day there. And then we had weed maps. Ganja hit me up about nice. weed maps and then all that other stuff. We had the wax. And then I met this kid who was their delivery man who mm-hmm. found out I was a rapper and works at a studio in North
0: Hollywood. So he started like hanging out with us, and it was a great time. We had we had a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I feel like uh, a bunch. I feel like a bunch of like kids like talking about California because if we have California listeners, you're like, yeah. <laughs> this I is feel just like, everyday life. Like, ah, oh, I hear they have yeah, I hear fucking they have dud, right? California way. They got, like they us. They have the waxy wax, wax out in Cali. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear they have a you thing called the concentrates. That,
2: gonna gonna yeah. head west. You guys ever watch that show? Uh, you're the worst. Yes. So, I love that show. Have you seen You're the Worst, Night? I have. Yeah, so I liked how, like, in the last season, they had that like a whole subplot where like one of the characters is, like goes viral with a character that's Doctor Weed, where he just does like.
0: Oh, are you talking about the new season? I haven't, yeah, seen, yeah. It. I haven't seen it
2: yet. Oh, okay, it's great.
0: So, because you uh, have effects. No, don't you? I, I just. Uh, oh, you so just so just real quick, away. have you ever had moon rocks?
1: <laughs> That's like yeah. the future. Okay, so a lot of people what don't know about rocks? this. See, this is this is why I Sounds wanted to like bring this up. When when they the, earlier before the show they were figuring out subjects and they're like, "What are we talking about?" I was like, "Weed," because I remember in my head I was thinking, "Okay, I'm going to bring up moon rocks." This is one of the things that <laughs> spread the gospel. I found out. Yeah, yeah, I found out like a year or two ago. I was like, "They're doing what? These kids with their haberdashery. Like I was just so stoked on it. To where I just got to share it. But of course, if I, you know, if you're already looking at you know, yourself going, yeah, these guys are going to talk about something I already know about. Uh, pretty much what they do is they take a bud, they take wax and they take Keith, they take the bud, they wrap it in wax, they dip it in wax and then they roll it in Keith. Jesus. And when they break this thing apart, and I mean to tell you, it is art when they break this thing apart. Like it is just beautiful. Because when you look at all the different... If you really know your marijuana and you look at all the different stuff that goes into having that much keef and that kind of wax and that type of high-grade marijuana and being able to take one, wrap it in one, and dip it in one, son, that's the future. You know what I mean? That's where I really looked at it and I was like, you know, I don't get choked up over plant, but this is the fucking future. It's like when I found out they had stuff you know, that was a substitute for codeine because mm-hmm. I have really bad anxiety and I love sipping codeine because it helps. Mm-hmm. And I found out that I was like, corrupts moon syrup mm-hmm. and corrupt the rapper also has that moon rock shit he has huh. his own brand of moon rock and google it real quick just so you get a it's quick like a, like, look up sounds in, yeah, like a, in, it in, sounds, in sounds like Willy just so Walker, you get like man. a point of reference because I feel like uh, if you kind of understand what it is like it's just youtube dab stars or somebody like that Who they, they have like you know videos of them breaking stuff apart and it's ooey gooey but um, how do the fr- you? The first Google result is what are moon rocks and how do I get some? <laughs> <laughs> that is a common inquiry. But uh, yeah, we, we, you know when you experience something like that, I, I made a point. You know, we were you in. Came up
0: with the name moon rocks I was
1: putting wax and backwoods because I'm from Texas, so I went out to L. A. Bought a package of backwoods, put a bunch of really high grade medical marijuana and wax in it, And rolled it up with my homie Cooter Brown. And, oh yeah, I see
0: corrupts on here now. Yeah,
1: Corrupts moon syrup. And we went to work, but that's the future.
0: <clears> is rappers. <throat> Now, you
1: know the future was was me eating a burrito on Hollywood Boulevard while smoking it does a look like pain. a moon rock, yeah,
0: it looks like a moonrock, so beautiful. how
1: strong are they? That's the next
0: line that. <laughs> yeah, that's there well,
1: you have to think you know you've taken a huge hit of keef,
0: yes, how do you smoke this?
1: I would personally say a vaporizer or, or just like a bong or a blunt,
0: okay well, it, those are three very different yeah. things yeah, I would
1: personally what, recommend what would you, a bong, okay yeah. you would take a real small amount of that. And put it in a bong and proceed to just get, because you have to think, it's 25 to, what is it, 28% or something with a blunt, 74%. Somewhere around there. See, I know a lot of people don't bulb. want to get that high. But it's, see,
2: It says on here this that is it, why they're like, not actually like, like there are stronger things you can get. So Oh, it's, yeah. It's, uh, but, but you so maybe think, it's like, more for the
0: novelty of the, the package itself. But for some itself. people
1: who've never had wax, for smoking wax, they're like, holy shit. For some people who've never had right. that grade of weed, they're still like, holy shit. But yeah. you take that, that grade it, of weed with that wax and then roll it in Kiev. So it says it's a beautiful. typical
2: one is like 50% THC.
1: Yeah. Damn. But see, that's not a lot because I had stuff out there. Right, that's like, what it's saying. You yeah, can get I have a wax pen at home
2: that's seventy percent. That's you know. But it, it says this is pretty good copy here. With typical moon rocks, their strength resides in their sheer elegance and their potent yet modest
0: nature. So so nothing. <laughs> What's can we? I think feel like we should shout out whatever publication that is. This is for quoting them. This is maryjane.com. Maryjane.com. Mary maryjane. M E R R Y. Okay, happy it's Jane. like Be Mary. The so um, Mary Mary I do Mary. have to say which I'll, though, I'll put in our that show. Is notes. Pretty beautiful copy because <laughs> yeah. shout out for the information that we got from this website. I'm sure it's a wonderful wonderful website, <laughs> but that was literally a sentence that meant nothing. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> which is advertising and that's advertising. Well. Yeah, that's true. Um, there you go.
2: But. I also feel like this is a great argument for... decriminalization because like right now in austin our biggest like marijuana related like anything is the whole k2 epidemic with yes. going on.
0: <laughs> so yeah so for those of you who might not know how many hospitalizations laugh, but,
2: is it oh it's it's like hundreds they've now. lost count at this point damn I mean, yeah so like it's, it's yeah a lot.
0: there's a an epidemic in austin right now um downtown they-
1: has changed and if y'all don't know if y'all aren't from austin the downtown scene in between i hate that fucking word scene but um the it's downtown what it is. yeah there is but the downtown scene in between east 6 and when you passed i35 interstate 35 it's e- it's still East we'll 6 we'll just say Street, the red river district we'll just yeah, say it's the red river district has just gotten really fucked up and it's turned mm-hmm. into kind of what we call like a zombie like environment because when you go there's just so many walking dead looking folks and mm-hmm. and there's camps popping up like when i went out to los angeles there's there's sophisticated camps that, that have popped up for quite yeah, a while yeah they have, time. like tent cities yeah but like the little That's tent cities... That's pretty common on west coast and I'm I'm driving through that, going. Oh, we got this in Austin. No, we do not. We know we do not. But it was just we have something that's a very small symptom of that, you know, and a very small, you know, mental illness going untreated, also mm-hmm. with you know.
0: Very erratic drug use and stuff. We only it, have
2: like really one homeless like outlet exact. here, and so yeah.
0: So just just context for those of you who might not live in Austin. Uh, there's a homeless shelter downtown called uh, called the Arc, uh, which is A-R-C-H. right on a stretch of a very busy uh, musical venue with a lot of really great venues on it, and police headquarters, and police headquarters about a block away. And so right on that strip, which is there's really just been an unprecedented boon in use of this drug called K two. If you don't know what K two hmm. is. It's also called spice. It's legal. I want to say. I think that now they're making it illegal. But you could like just buy it at a head shop, presumably. Yeah, for a while right, you could. Yeah. For a while, and it's a synthetic marijuana, except it's like actually dangerous, yeah. and there's no control over like what goes in. No, I yeah. actually I used to own a hookah. Lounge, so it's a lot people of like used to come seizures in and ask all the time. For really that shit. ask yeah. for it. Yeah. So it's, it's seizures, like Nate was saying, zombie-like behavior. So anyway, like what we're talking about is legalizing marijuana because god if those if those people are going to smoke something it should not be this terrible chemical Mm -hmm. it's like well and and now like the the hospital hundreds of hospitalizations
2: yeah so like the the current like thing that's going on is apd is investigating whether it's like an actual like targeted poisoning that's horrifying so there's like a, a belief now that a lot of the because the clientele is mostly homeless that someone is trying to get lethal k2 out there to kind of Jesus, is that really a theory? Yeah, that's what's been going on. Like, well, because like,
1: you think all of a sudden, you know, I went to high school here and, and we've always had people in downtown like that during the afternoon. Sixth Street doesn't look like what a lot of people think Sixth Street looks like. Know, because Sixth you come, Street is very because, two different places. Right, you come after 10 p.m., of course, it's it's a breathing monster and you go in the daytime and it's a very sad thing to see. Mm-hmm. And it's a very sobering thing, no pun intended, it's a very sobering thing to witness. Yeah. Um, and when you see that And it go from that To all of a sudden Just it, it kind of explodes in people sleeping Under the highway And people You know People crying out I mean, I've watched people Withdraw from amphetamines And heroin And stuff like God. that And that's a very Very scary thing to watch But when you watch people Come down off of stuff like That <laughs> Which y'all are talking about it, it doesn't, it, it looks similar, mm-hmm. but it, it looks, you know, I watched a guy one day who looked like somebody was just kicking the shit out of him mm-hmm. and I'm having to walk to a show and I'm trying to get ready, but you know, stay focused. And I walk under this guy is just screaming and it's echoing under the highway. Yeah. And he's literally standing from me to you. He's not standing, he's on the ground and he's like writhing in pain, but seeing that man and just, you know, you can't help. But feel for that. Because we've all had that moment where we're like, sorry, bro, can't help you. We've got our own lives. We've got our own things to do. But we're all human beings, man. And just like seeing that was really, really difficult. I remember trying to walk off and actually stopping at one point because I felt really bad for him but there was nothing I could do but
2: call EMS Yeah like they or actually call, like tell you yeah. like you yeah. like it's for your own like Seriously. not just
0: for your safety but for like the person like, mental, you're, yeah, you're like, yeah. a, me, mental illness You're also no. not a mental illness and drug use are super unpredictable and you're not a medical professional yeah. and yeah. like And even the medical professionals no are idea like struggling with it right now. And also I want to I want to apologize for saying like if people are going to do it smoke weed cuz my that's not really my point. I mean obviously we need a lot more uh, treatment for those who are homeless or afflicted with mental illness in the city uh, so they can find options other than drug use. That being said, I think what my point is there is that illegal marijuana uh, eliminates, first of all, targeting and sending people to jail for drug crimes, but second of all, it eliminates Copycat substances that are fatal to those who are well, yeah, because like people don't know. So now they've yeah. put up like signs saying, like, Do not buy, yeah, spies. people do don't not know, do not buy pot in this area. Like, but I feel like it, I mean, I feel on. like now it's getting to a point where it's got to come to some sort of a head because I feel like people. Oh well, yeah, there's a major investigation now. So like, yeah, because that's crazy, man. if, just the whole if idea, that many yeah. people are affected, then the community that's <clears throat> falling prey to spice has to be aware of it. Well, yeah, and it, and it,
2: like I think like part of the like, reason why the city no has gotten more like, involved in it is because like it could happen to anybody down yeah. there. And I think like like and you
1: think it hasn't made it better. Like whatever yeah. they like what you were saying. Like if that really is what is happening. Like if somebody dropped a whole bunch in that area and just became a negative plug, I mean, you think it's not working. Mm -hmm. Has it worked? Like, really look at it. Look at downtown. Downtown is not doing any better. It's not, they haven't gotten rid of a fucking homeless population. If it's some frat boy, whoever it is, whoever it is just, like, pushing some shit like that and hoping that, oh, we're just going to thin the population, does it look thinned? Right. These people are suffering, man. It doesn't look like it's just knocking people out the park. You're not serving hot doses of heroin. This right. isn't the '70s where you're just dropping people on a corner. You got people riding. This isn't some some you know s- some crack made with
2: with some fucking bleach. You you're not <laughs> you know. Well, I think like the from what I understood from what I'd read about was that they fucked up a batch and they're trying to just get rid oh, fuck, of it. Man. Oh, and God. still profit. That is a so, fucking
1: scary notion because you think. There's somebody right now, and if that's, if that's a true notion, man, that's a very scary thing. I don't like entertaining shit like that if it's not really real, but if that, damn, man, that's that's a scary fucking thing. And, right. it's, you know, and it's not above, you know, we, we know about what happened in the 80s. You know yeah. what I mean? We, yeah. yeah, that's, Which that's was not recently That's not me. Yeah, that's not me. Legally vindicated, going, by right. the way. Yeah, that's not me sitting here going, oh, well, imagine that. No, 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 right. no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Fuck that. Real shit that happened. Yeah,
0: that happens? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no. I completely understand. It's weird, like, um, you know, I'm probably a like maybe I don't know what I'm saying here. Let me start over. <laughs> I'm probably um, this opinion is not going to be everybody's opinion definitely but I think personally there's something more horrifying to me like thinking of a government doing it it's like oh that's an evil system that is designed to profit off of this and it's kind of a faceless faceless regime so the drug war is evil but in this one way but when I think about like an individual just making up their mind to do it to deliberately target people scarier but what the government did yeah the government
1: did was completely because it's not
0: a faceless monster it's like just an evil person right know, who just is but like, once again is evil but fucking worked at
1: they targeted it. the african-american community and a demarginalized yeah. people and already targeted their culture and went oh okay well let's manipulate you know record companies let's manipulate all this stuff to make this shit cool to where y'all worship this and so let's push this so then when we drop this how do you drop something and have it move that quick have the kids think it's cool what are you talking you know, about? Are you talking about... When crack? the government... Yeah, when the government dropped all that... Because and, I've heard
0: that I've heard that conspiracy yeah. and I think that there's some... And I don't
1: think that's above people going, oh, that's that's crazy. I completely understand. But when you really look at how, how all that lined up at certain times... Yeah. I think
0: that that's no, there, really, there really are, interesting. There are definitely like creepy... The, the spike and coincidental all that. elements. And them going later no, like, oh, line-
1: yeah, no, we did that. Like...
0: <laughs> What the fuck? And then late, like oh, okay. Wait, so what's, y'all the, did that? what's the source on that? Because I've read some. I've read a lot about this, but my like primary. For I'm like, just struggling to think of specifically for the targeting- hip hop songs that promoted. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any that promoted drug use. All I can think of is like Tupac being very anti-crack, N.W.A. being very anti-crack, Public Enemy, Public public Enemy. But people still being dope
1: boys. And my whole thing is like, and you can be very anti-this,
0: that, and the other. But But people still being dope boys. Separate eras. Are you talking about the '90s more? Yeah,
1: dude. You can be anti-crack, but your image, like people, that's it's in the hood. You know what I mean like you could yeah but there's certain like people I, who are still, still just, listening to Snoop Dogg and people who are I'm pretty sure anti crack while doing that you No, know what yeah, I like I've, that's my whole point I feel it's you like, on that I was
0: you, just thrown off on the era because I was yeah. thinking of like the CIA the crack epidemic being more in the 80s and the hip hop community being very anti crack but that's where it was coming and then off the off 90s is where it's still like drug dealing started to be more of a theme yeah and, but that's where it came off app. of
1: was in dropping all that there and like the whole light, uh, anyway yeah it, it was a very interesting uh uh it's a very interesting thing to talk about just because you have, like I said, you have the government dropping a whole bunch of shit in the fucking area. Yes, and that and, is not and, a conspiracy. We get, we, that's we, the verified we, Yeah, part. we digress, but we're talking about, you know, this, this relating to the whole thing that's happening in Austin right now. But, you know, when they drop a whole bunch of stuff in an area and you watch what happens, you know, yeah, I think that that's really interesting. Yeah. When, when you have an, yeah,
0: a war on drugs pop off. Like right after that shit, you do that, do that anywhere, and the same thing is going to happen. Yeah. because Yeah, and it didn't in the herd, you know, It made
1: shit way worse and targeted the yeah. fucking population of people. No, who, yeah,
0: especially if, if it's targeted. But I think part of the targeting targeted. is uh, the fact that I think that you would have a. And we are seeing it in predominantly white communities. Heroin opioid abuse is up, and I feel like there is more. Again, I'm losing my train of thought on this, but
2: well, there's like more excuses for it. Like they always kind I, the of like be like, "Community's
0: not blamed." That's my yes. Yeah. That's my point is because uh, my point is this there's a good kid and, and then it would something went anywhere. wrong. You drop drugs on any community, there's going to be a, cer- a certain amount of people who want to try it and a certain amount of people who have a problem with it, and that's the case from place to place. But I feel like a targeted attack on the poor, homeless, black community of Austin. Is much more of a, it's a heavier blow because it's it's they get blamed for for being yeah. humans basically Absolutely. lose no matter what and you don't get blamed for being a human you get uh, coddled and said oh you, right. know, you have a disease if you're born in a different place and it's a different drug
2: well on that note should we go into some music
0: sure. <laughs> It's good. When we come back, we'll uh, be talking about something less heavy. I can't believe we were like, we're gonna talk about weed, bros. <laughs> yeah, like, we went from like <laughs> and weed and, and like... moon
1: rocks. Like you were googling moon rocks yeah. five minutes ago, and I was actually sitting here thinking while we were talking about the whole K two situation. Like, how man? We really, we really went on a tangent there. Like, yeah. Well, was...
2: I just think that it there's such a parallel. Like California legalizes weed. Yeah, everything's well, fucking great. And grain. I really yeah. agree with that
1: though, because you really <laughs> yeah. think about when you do some stuff like that and. It really helps people with mental illness
2: and people who well, yeah because like they try I mean, to make this argument that like if we legalize it then like everyone's it's gonna be horrible I'm people are gonna you. die and then like here in Texas we've got pretty hardcore anti-drug
0: laws yeah. well there's we have way more there's people a reason dying. for that it all ties into the same thing saying if we legalize it people will die because they know how people react to new drugs right just like we we're saying but so you don't so die from it's gonna want're afraid the best part. It's, what they're afraid of is they are gonna get a lot of people over-dosing. discovering it. Right. That's that's what that's what the politicians who don't want to make it they are afraid of white kids discovering <laughs> weed because in their mind if it's legal if it's illegal then white kids who follow the law and are good citizens will never have a problem right so it's not they don't think about the fact that it's disproportionately hurting anybody yeah, else of course so that's right. I mean yeah and and of course there will be more people who try weed the beautiful uh, part if it's of it like, but... all it takes
2: is one frat dying all together from K2 for this to completely yeah turnaround. one rich
1: white kid dies <laughs> and this whole thing comes tumbling down and all yeah, on the cover of USA today. Skyler's parents will have the best campaign on time <laughs> you know and and you know what I mean like Skyler granola Smith will will have the best cr- campaign for k2 stopping and That's it our will, prediction for yeah, next year yeah you know it wasn't like a was, Eminem said it. He was like, you know, now it's happening, In you know, the, yeah. the suburbs. Why now it's a now it's a problem yeah. in white neighborhoods and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Now, and it was like, yeah, I love it when he pointed that shit out. That was oh, that man. was I was a kid listening to
2: that.
0: He was like, yeah, dude, you know, we're going on a
2: different tangent now. No,
0: no, no, we have no, to we great. have to figure. Remember what this Eminem lyric is? <laughs> uh, it's uh, and they blame it on Maryland. Where were the parents at? And look where it's at, Middle America. Now it's a tragedy. Now it's so sad to see an upper class city having this happening. That's what it was. That's what it is. And we've learned nothing since then. Um, no, we've so gone
1: backwards.
2: No, we've gone way backwards. So on the the dystopic note, all right, I'm going to load up uh track from Hades, new album. Dope. Just called Buffalo, 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 Buffalo.
0: Yes, I love him. Which is a grammatically <laughs> God, correct sentence, so which it's he pointed
2: Buffalo out to me four several times. times. Oh, yeah. No, it is, no, right? it's like six times. I love it. I'm, well, I'm not going to go through the whole story. No, no, I that. love it. That, that's dope. But it's good. Anyway, so we got his track, Hourglass, and then I was going to play Dark Side from Click Clack.
0: Word. Nice. Shout out Click Clack.
2: All right, and we'll be back after this.
5: You know on the internet and no I'm not finished yet Got a brand new innocent set But it's all about thirst I'm not a bad guy I'm a very bad boy I'm not a bad guy I'm a very bad boy I'm
4: not a bad guy I'm a very bad boy
5: Yeah, I might swim with the shark. Used to put my name up in the charts. Used to have that unlocked on my car. She was sprung, I could tell by her heart. All right.
0: We are back. We are back here on the Hot Conversation with our guest, Nate. That is spelled N-Triangle-T-E. Uh, and uh, I'm Pro-Texter. <laughs> I'm Morgan. I'm uh, Nate. Uh, that's right we're all here we're all us we just got back from a serious conversation but what <laughs> music did we listen to uh we
2: listened to hades the unseen uh and he had hourglass for us from his his new album that he put up which is i'm, I'm just gonna it's call called buffalo 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 buffalo, <laughs>
0: buffalo.
1: no yeah it's buffalo it six times so it's buffalo <laughs> buffalo 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 you really gotta you I know thought it was
0: if, four times uh, no it's oh, like it's six. six oh six times yeah Oh, you gotta say the full album. Yeah, I did. (laughs) You gotta say, you
1: know, it really has that full, you gotta say it the sixth time for it to really have the. the But you should
2: check it out. It's got a lot of like crazy shit on (laughs) it. This is dope. It shows off like all of Hades' weird influences. But since we talked about him, I felt I should put it in there. Cool. And then we had Dark Side from Clip Clack, which he like pretty much just dropped. Sweet. Very cool. So yeah, we were were wanting to come back to a lighter topic. And uh, Nate, you mentioned wanting to talk about comic books. Yeah, uh,
1: I have a track on Nate Volume One that's called "Take That." It was just the influence from you know Adam West hitting people and making sound effects with his fists. Always and, good. And yeah. having this, you know, from growing up reading comic books and the old ones, you know, that still had the pixelated dots and whatnot, and, mm-hmm. you know, even on a, like you know Joe Bazooka. I didn't matter what it was. I love oh, yeah. comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like just what was like the first kid. like
2: hero that like you identified? Wolverine. with? Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah, it's a
1: good one. Yeah, like as a kid, I remember lying to somebody in I think it was pre-K. It was before before kindergarten, Mm -hmm. and telling him my my name was Logan, and him. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. And him fucking knocking it off immediately and being like, because of Wolverine. I was like, no. (laughs) It's like. Little five, six year old Date, whatever the fuck That's awesome, dude. yeah. And uh Were you no, more
2: like like into like Wolverine's like solo series? His attitude, yeah. Or just, like the... Solo series was my okay. was my
1: shit. Like I remember I had this one and it was this guy who beats his wife and mm-hmm. they said he uses his wife as a punching bag and he was like driving drunk. Mm-hmm. And it introduces him first. And he's driving down the street, and he's fixing to run some guy over. And you don't see it at the last minute until, it's, like, he it, it turns around, and you see, like, the hair. It's Wolverine.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And he runs over Wolverine,
2: and Wolverine, and I,
1: if anybody knows, like... I think I remember this comic. Okay, if anybody knows what issue this is... Like, I
2: think it was Marvel Comics Presents.
1: I, yeah, it was. It was the 90s. Where they it did, was, like, yeah, the flip covers. Yeah, and, I, I, man, I, I need this one, man. Like, this is one <laughs> of the few that I will read once, then frame. Yeah. I will I will yeah. reread it once then Pretty sure because, I remember that because I think I had it too. And it ran over him and he pops his claws under the car and pops it like a can yes. opener. Yeah. I definitely remember that. And he just kicks the shit out the dude. And this is just, the, the comic is just this lone, and, and they go so many places with this, you know what I mean? This storyline. Right. But how he like, the dude abuses his wife, it paints him as just the worst antagonist, right? Yeah. So instantly you're just like, fuck this guy. Second <laughs> second grade means like, ooh, you're gonna get the business, right? so, <clears throat> I, he turns around, I get excited because it's Wolverine. Of course, you know it's Wolverine because the cover and whatnot. But I'm reading it, reading it. I find out, you know, that's how they introduce me. He just slices the dude's mm-hmm. car up, and it fucks him all up. Drinks a beer, and he walks off, saying that to say his attitude and the fact that he did this thing, just walking down the street. Guy tries to run him over, rips the car up, fucks this dude up, and drinks one of his beers that's right. still in the truck because he was drunk driving. And he picks up a beer, gives him some like less, just just a Wolverine type lesson. Calls yeah. him Bub, right? You know what I mean. And, yeah, and the last frame was him drinking the beer and throwing it over his yeah. his shoulder and going, "erp." Yeah, and I'll never forget. Like this was before Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was before guys like that, you know, captured my heart, and and uh, you know, I really looked up to him as a kid. I remember thinking, "Okay, well, that's somebody that uh, that I really." I really looked up to as a kid just because he was also the underdog and he was always the one that Cyclops and guys like that looked on like we don't want this guy on our team yeah. he's just gonna he's just gonna whatever and he's he like was always outcast. yeah and he was always integral to the whole situation because he was who he was and he was willing to do stuff and he was willing to get dirty and sometimes willing to mm-hmm. get burn all his skin off or willing to you know what I mean take some serious kind of has a different
0: like, code than the rest of the very Ash much man. so
1: because he's always and think about it, even you know in the Avengers when they tried to hit him up didn't he say fuck you
0: yeah, no, that's uh What that's, was that? That's uh first class. That's what it was.
1: First class, thank yeah. you. Um Yeah. It's yeah, great, it's like when they try to a hit great him up. Cameo. Yeah, and he's like, Fuck, he's in Canada. And when they did that, like that was beautiful because if you read, you know, back in the comics, mm-hmm. that was something that they were really big on. Was anytime they would try to kind of contact this dude, he was just like, Fuck off. Like he didn't want anything to do with that yet he still had a big heart and he was still motivated for the greater good yeah, trying like to a, still help a and, classic anti hero but he just wanted to be left alone and guys like him frank castle when i was a kid just <clears throat> They had, like you said, they had a different code, and you've known me for a while, and you know I have a different code, yeah. And when people operate like that, I've always identified with them because the rest of the world will look at them and go, You're crazy, and then in the end, go, Okay, no, that kind of made some
0: sense. Wolverine and the Punisher have very different codes, very different codes. But if you notice, I can't get behind, I don't like the Punisher. But see, the reason I like the Punisher
1: was, is
0: and I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on you liking it. I just, no, no, no. I'll give you
1: a good reason. The reason I liked him was because he was. Just like you and me, he was just like the normal guy, just wanted a family, just wanted to do his thing until somebody took that from him. Right. And then once he took that from them, he realized that, you know, it's the dichotomy of have taken something away and realizing that's not enough. Yeah. You know, and realize, yeah, because that's something something I identify with, like chasing that and always making sure you try to fill that with whatever. And for him, it's killing people.
0: Like the next battle. And making
1: sure, yeah, and making sure like whatever it is, I'm going to run through you. Terminal. And I identified with that at Frank Castle, you know what I mean? As mm-hmm. a kid, looking at that and being like, that's something I identify with. Because the relentless nature. I was telling him that, you know, Logan and Frank Castle have kind of the same code. And he was like, no, I don't really know about that because I can't get behind Punisher. They don't have the same code. <laughs> well, but the reason I, can't I said get,
2: that... I can't get behind Punisher either, but there was a really great podcast that was done recently. I don't know if you guys know, like, uh, the comics critic David Brothers. Mm-mm. That's uh-uh. really cool stuff. But he, he did, like, a whole thing... There's like a podcast that's all about like the Punisher and he came on there and it was talking about like the experience of being a Punisher fan, but also being a person of color and like the Punisher is like basically like supports police brutality. Well,
1: and uh, the main thing with the Punisher is now they've tried to adopt that. And mm-hmm. I wanna make that very clear that In real life that like, they have they have tried to adopt that now. Um, this oh, is something yeah. that's really happening. For see, those of like y'all who don't know yet, I was cars. fucking ashamed to see that stuff because mm-hmm. as a kid, I owned that shirt. Mm-hmm. like in the 8th grade I wore that shirt to school you yeah. know what I mean and yeah. loved that shirt because All that shirt, friend's favorite, that, favorite shirt character. that shirt meant standing the fuck up against bullies and shit like yeah. that that's what the fuck that was that didn't mean going on a rampage of course for some people it means going on a rampage well that's like, why I think like to they, police to me it means going Punisher on a rampage the Punisher is only right? as yeah. good
2: as whoever is like on that series yeah. because like I have a lot of issues with Garth Ennis on the whole but I feel like his best work has been on the Punisher where he's kind of like straddled this line of like exploring like, what does this really mean, and what is this person actually going through? And, like, what are the inner demons that the Punisher is, like, dealing with? Yeah, and
1: that's the thing I love, like, in the graphic novel when you read mm-hmm. it, like, them really exploring that and other people trying to team up with him and him being like, nope, boom, boom, boom. Like, right. I love that. I just, I really love that as a kid because I thought the idea, and I grew up on Batman, but as I yeah. got older, I thought the idea of, like, sidekicks, let's go, guys. I thought that shit was so corny. Right. So I'm like, realistically, I see one dude. Just being the change and going, you know what? We're not going through the judicial system on this one. We're not going to go, I'm not going to wait for it to just happen. No, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to go grab a whole bunch of fucking guns. Me, not us, (laughs) me. I'm just going to go in there and just fucking handle shit. There's but no that dialogue. that has a different
0: meaning now. But see, no. like, of course. that out of context. Right. right.
1: Knowing we're talking about the Punisher. But I'm talking about, like, like with injustice. Why, and it was like, like Boondock Saints. It, it was it was the whole idea of, like, no, I'm not going to sit here and dialogue with you. No, I'm not going to sit here and go, listen, you shouldn't do this. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put one through you. Put one through the guy behind you. Bust open the door and put one through them next level let's do this like i just like the idea of that because it took away the corny dialogue as a kid that i saw right. somewhat contrived and redundant in in comic books Where i'm like y'all are superheroes fight you know what i mean yeah. like do your thing and they sit why, there and like, dialogue.
2: before we were recording adam and i were talking about um because we were both huge fans of uh ed brubacher's writing on captain america mm-hmm. which was like exploring a different type of thing and like kind of like making a Character who had been kind of corny, not be as corny anymore. Right. And talk about like the but not difficulty just of
0: gritty realism,
2: right? And like this difficulty with trying to be an ethical.
0: Yeah, coming hero. from a character that's created as a solution to appear like a pure ethical problem, like good. See, I'd like evil. to read that because for the it's same great. reason
1: I didn't think he was appealing as a kid. Like, dude fights with a plate, mm-hmm. all this other shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. But when you really look at the guy who fights with his shield. And yeah, me, me being fair about it, me being objective and unbiased, like,
0: shield. but exactly, but, but it's a simple hold I up hold know. up one second because I got to say the okay. whole point of his character is that his dichotomy in the forties is simple: it's back and forth, good and evil. And then you take that character and you transmit it into our time, and these books right. are just like they manage to update it and make it cool because it's all about how do you maintain some sense of right and wrong when everything is gray area. Yeah,
2: and I thought something that's really cool that happens in Ed Brubacher's run. Um, for most of this, he's working with Steve Epting. He's like a really amazing artist, but they did like one like 65th anniversary special (laughs) where it's like him and um, Javier Polito, who does it. I'm bad with those names. Yeah, so he does the more like nostalgic style, like very like bright colors, like kind of like Mm -hmm. Tim Sale. Um, But it kind of reveals that the public image of Captain America was that like they were like very like innocent and like... like Think about a, a
1: guy who can't get drunk. Yeah, no, just like, think I mean, about that, that though. That, that you know, that's what I'm too, saying, though. Like, like, a guy who can't get drunk can't is, is what some people call incorruptible. That's why well, I but always say that. As kind neither of, can Wolverine, because oh, I Wolverine know. has the, they,
2: similar yeah. things. But anyway, one of the things, since you were talking about sidekicks, so in this, they revealed that part of the whole, like, public image campaign that they did with Bucky was they made Bucky seem like this, like, fun kid who's like there and like just like a symbol but what was really going on was bucky was like the assassin who was carrying out all the like black ops shit so captain america was like the symbol and he would be like the tactician who was like leading the battlefield and then he would send bucky off to go like do all these horrible things because no one would expect this like basically this kid Hmm. to be doing it and that was kind of what groomed bucky to ultimately be the winter soldier was cause it was already kind of in his DNA to be doing like these like really right. like secretive, like skull and dagger type shit. But yeah, so this is like this comic that's done in like a very like bright, like animated style. And Bucky is just like going behind
0: enemy lines and just like assassinating people like Damn. left and right. Wow. <laughs> and that carries into the whole, like the appeal of an antihero. See, I like Cap because, um, he does the, he forges his own path too, but it's all, it's, so it's much different codes like Punisher. You know they won't work together. They Punisher don't.
2: is very black and white. Yeah, yeah, that's Literally,
0: why I like and it. Every level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's how I was as a teenager though. It was yeah. I, I had very strict morals, but when it came to certain stuff, like I just I was weird about certain things, mm-hmm. and I saw that as somebody I could really relate to because the way I was raised and the way that my family was, we just didn't have tolerance for hate. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing I ever you know like would would start a fight over was people being racist. I came like, from a small country town and stuff like that. Right. People being like overtly racist, I just start fights. You know what I mean? And yeah. When I came to but, Austin, so that's
2: it, why I think like you should check out this Brubacher run in Captain America because that's pretty much how Captain America. I dig is. it. Okay. Like he he pretty much is like no fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like and guys who just like stand that...
1: up sometimes and like maybe have to take things that some people call too far. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate those guys because. It was the same thing, like when people would get onto Wolverine for like being too too rough, this and mm-hmm. the other, and it was like, some people are just built like that. Some people, right. and it's not it's not a character. Some people are really built like that, and I love those guys just because when they really delved into their heart and they really delved in the fact that these are still human beings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And both those guys, one of them's a human being, the other one's a mutant, but. You know, he still has a heart. Still feels yeah. like a human. This, that, and the other. Nothing's changed. And Plus, I love like when his they explored like, that. Oh man, is just like, his story is way better. Be oh human. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. His story is way better. But when you look at both those guys, both just want to be loved, right? They both just want to be, you know, that because that's where you meet Frank Castle is as yeah. a happy family man. Right? Dude just wants to be loved. You know what I mean? And that's seeing that and seeing what happens when. Some of those things are ripped away from people. And what, well, what you, you can't the Garth Ennis run. Little, you keep saying these things, yeah, and now it, I'm going to go it, home it and be some, reading some stuff. It so some,
2: It puts a different spin on that. And I like it's, that. It's pretty interesting. Y'all were saying right it, before,
1: but. like, and I really liked that y'all put it, like the whole 007 thing, and, and that y'all still, you know, you were like, without the misogyny. I like that because that yeah. was. <laughs> One of the only things about 007 that's always come across is like contrived. Even back to like the the Sean Connery years, where just the oh, yeah, overt sex, the just Sean the o- yeah, just the overt sexism, where I'm like, what the fuck? Like even you know later yeah. when they spoofed it and you know Austin Powers, it's still some, it's still cringe, you know, real hard, but somewhat laughable and when you see that taken so seriously, movies, I, I love them. <laughs> I love them, but don't get me wrong. I love them. But when you see that, you know, taking so seriously, I remember being so into MGM studios as a kid. Oh and, yeah. And, like going to their the website logo. and looking at all their stuff and just like literally going to the website and just looking through all their movies and watching all the trailers of movies I'd seen. Right. But that's when you don't know you're a movie buff yet or you don't yeah. know you're a movie nerd. Just because you can. Just next second nature. Just, yeah. Just yeah. because you can. And I want to read up everything Jaws has been in. Right. Anything else. You know what I mean? And it was yeah, like, totally just, it, just, it just because i could you know what i mean go to polyshore.com after that you know right. <laughs> all types of shit but in a, private, in a private browser yeah <laughs> right yeah but it was uh, it was just just that whole dynamic of growing up on those on those certain characters i loved but uh yeah, huge shout out to Luke Cage and for you know them doing the way that they did that on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that before the show started. I loved the way that they brought Black History and hip hop and everything else into that. Yeah, all the and musical it... cameos were. Yeah, fantastic. and Jadena and it put that at the forefront though, to where you know Luke Cage literally picked somebody up by the t-shirt of their neck mm-hmm. and gave them a history lesson on who the building was named after that they were trying to trap out of and whatnot. Like yeah. I just love that whole dynamic of you know especially right now having a bulletproof black man you know in our society in right in a hoodie in a black hoodie that they purposefully did that for it as a nod to people mm-hmm. uh, who are victims of, of police brutality i just it right now in our society where art is so important and as an artist, I delayed uh, my next album, Autodidact, so that I could really get this right and make mm-hmm. sure that there's a tone to this that is appropriate for right now, because I don't believe that as an artist we need to be making shit that doesn't address certain stuff. Right. You know, because it, to me, or- it's irresponsible. If you have a voice and you're gonna use your voice as a platform, you know, in music or anything like that, no matter who you are. You need to say something. That's why when I was a kid and people would be like, I don't know why actors are going to say something. you know, They just act. Just do your job. These guys have a platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're using that platform as activism to say something. Right. And this is the first time in my life at 28 that I am actually addressed with that, of having a responsibility as an artist to say something. Because mm-hmm. I'm a white man in hip hop. Right. So I have a massive amount of growing up as a rich white kid in San Antonio. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not really dealing with a whole bunch of. Co- I've been thrown on the ground by a cop once, mm-hmm. and it was was it justified? No, could I sue him? Sure, but did he shoot me in the back of the fucking head? Right, and and go on vacation? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, I went home with bruises. Right, I went home with my life, back to my family. Right, so this is bullshit. What's happening right now? And for them mm-hmm. to like really as an artist, you know, seeing what they did with Luke Cage and mm-hmm. just knock that the fuck out the park. It meant the world, you know what I mean, to see that done. And as a white person, I'm people who are like growing up with it, right? And I'm a white dude sitting here getting emotional and shit watching it, and I can't imagine as a black man watching that, you know what I mean? And and for somebody who who's probably a comic book nerd as well, And having all those different things, you know, I was just getting goosebumps the entire Mm -hmm. the entire time, and. I got melancholy when it ended. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now you got
0: defenders coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I found out defenders was coming up, I got super excited, but great on Jessica Jones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was a little disappointed because the soundtrack for Luke Cage came out on vinyl uh, via Mondo and the (laughs) design is beautiful. Um, but I thought I was gonna. It's the orchestral soundtrack. Oh, and I was kind of like, I'm like, I'm not here to buy this orchestral soundtrack yeah, to like, a Marvel movie, which don't have scores. No, like, cause that soundtrack, like the jukebox soundtrack, so I good. know. I was really hoping it was gonna be that. So You're, gonna, many have to it, it. You're yeah. gonna have to old school it. You're gonna have to old
1: school it and go back. I know. I hate doing well, that too. But well,
0: on yeah. that note, should we close out with the tracks? Let's close out. You've All been right. listening to the Hot Conversation. We do this every week. I'm your host, Protexter. I'm your guest host slash producer, Morgan Davis. Morgan. Davis out of Overload presented by Overload.com Austin Mike Exchange and Lee DJs we're missing DJ Jero tonight he will be back for the next episode and our guest tonight has been Nate that is in Triangle TE any final words before we get to this music Nate
1: man thank y'all so much for having me I really do appreciate y'all uh, you know of course having me on the show great chopping mm-hmm. it up with y'all and being nerdy Hell
2: and yeah. uh, thanks for coming on uh, man. yeah
1: man I really look forward to seeing what y'all do over at Barrel of Fun so for oh, those yeah. of y'all who yes. don't know man they have transferred some really really cool stuff over we're still doing the hot conversation as y'all are listening to right now but they do a live show over at barrel of fun which is actually inside alamo draft house when you walk in there's a huge barrel and you walk inside the barrel i this this caught me <laughs> off guard true. they didn't aware me that i was aware of me they didn't notify me about the barrel so i was not aware of the barrel when i walked in you walk in and there's a huge cartoonish looking barrel you yeah. walk inside the barrel you will see all of us hanging out drinking beer and having a great time there will yeah. be last time we had lns crew yeah. and it was just j roll and p-tech chopping it up like we're doing right now over some really good beer it is this program and-
0: Adapted into a live. Telling you, man, it was 25th. Next one is May 25th. It's the bee's knees. Alamo Mueller Barrel of Fun. Thank you for bringing that up, Nate. Of course. All right. So we're gonna go out on Nate's Steak and
2: Eggs here. Word. All right. Thank you all. 'all Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.
3: They said they love me, I'm sick and my rhymes great Cause I keep it old school like southern chicken fried steak I'm Nate, sickest downer with the shit that I spit They said it's lonely at the top, I set him down for the trip In other words, now you understand that me and rap compatible Slap a general so hard, he turn and slap the admiral Due to the fact I made the impossible, looking probable Had the same man, change a game plan, in other words audible. an audible Roof 42, set, hike, what you looking like? Guaranteed I'm down to wreck that venue if the booking's right They said I smoke too much Until I'm hopping off stage Now I'm dope as fuck It's kinda funny Ironic Cause I'm the man That you to look past Till I hit the stage And open 18 cans Of whoop ass I dismantle this Now I man handle shit Hit you so hard You proceed to land In a Los Angeles ambulance So hitting people Coordinate some help while y'all getting rich quick I'ma formulate some wealth while y'all walk about in public I'ma orchestrate and stealth and if you got a problem with that fornicate yourself Yeah well, getting people up I'ma coordinate some help while y'all getting rich quick I'ma formulate some wealth While y'all walk about in public I'ma orchestrate and stealth and if you got a problem with the difference fornicate yourself Thus starts the game. Everybody started tripping like I trademarked my name. So I grabbed a microphone, chilling in the fast lane. Hopped on stage and now I'm known for my last name. And this for all the kids that inspire me. Name stands for never analyze things entirely. I won't refrain from taking aim at your mainframe and wiping out the thing that y'all refer to as a brain. Cause to me, I sound the same. Need the game change? Understand? One thing that I ain't do this for the fame. So. Drop that, I'll pick it back up And now I walk around in public Wait for y'all to act up by wow. hitting people up I'ma coordinate some help While y'all getting rich quick I'ma formulate some wealth While y'all walk about in public I'ma orchestrate and stealth And if you got a problem with that You can fornicate yourself Well, hitting people up I'ma coordinate some help. while y'all getting rich quick I'ma formulate some wealth, while y'all walk about in public I'ma orchestrate in stealth, and if you got a problem with that Fornicate yourself When I was a kid, people wonder how I might grow up I dunked the ball senior year, I got them white boy ups You know I got this, watch this, I'm a rock kid Get a type to jump up in the air, proceed to hit you with a drop kick. Rap fast on half of y'all jackass Isn't it kinda funny how I'm ahead of you and your fucking rap back? But y'all act like a bunch of pretentious, suspicious bitches That try to turn around and tell me this is strictly business Putting people up, I'ma coordinate some help While y'all getting rich quick, I'ma formulate some wealth While y'all walk about in public, I'ma orchestrating and stealth And if you got a problem with that, fornicate yourself, yo Putting people up, I'ma coordinate some help While y'all getting rich quick, I'ma formulate some wealth While y'all walk about in public, I'ma orchestrate and stealth